I'm to shit myself. I'll start the podcast by shitting myself. That would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it would be a sort of cruelty <laughs> to. Better. Well, it would Ooh. be a cruelty to me. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, glorious! <laughs> glorious day. <laughs> <laughs> and sunshine upon us. <laughs> Poo tube. <laughs> That's a different website. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it put me in the mood. Oh, God. <laughs> what mood? <laughs> <laughs> For cruelty. You got that right. Mm. So We're we had a, a false start. Slightly we? weird atmosphere right now. Well, we, I, I, I couldn't be asked, but I, can't, I, find, I feel like that fart has enlivened me. No, it was slapping we, me about with meats that enlivened What you. my fart was? What? I didn't slap you about with meats. I was just showing you what we bought in the shopping. And then you put uh, it on my face. Pardon me. Because I get priority um, shopping slots. I, uh, they, they kind of, there's, a, there's an eight-hour window... Because you're going to be in anyway if you're shielding. So, um, so oh, we decided right. to start. It's not just because they were like, yeah, fuck no. Yeah. We decided to start the podcast, um, and then we were going to pause it when the shopping turned up. But it turned up like in after. It's probably a good Which job actually. I, I thought was going to happen, but it's probably a good job that it did, it did though, because it was. The, you it just was kept gonna... getting up everywhere. <laughs> I wasn't in the mood for a podcast. Are you now? I, uh, well, I'm more than I was, yeah. Cool. Mm. cool. Although I'm a little bit depressed because there's, we're we're I think we're the we're the um, in the club. <laughs> I think we have the smallest listenership on the network. That's nothing new. Pardon me, but like I say, I think I think that's the uh, the length, which is working against us. It's always been a problem for me. At least react. No, that was not worthy. <laughs> we are not worthy. Right, what are we going to do today? Um, I have done the impression we're going to record a podcast, but we could. Because this could be the last one for four weeks, couldn't it? Uh, no. Last breaking bollocks for but four weeks. Maybe, but it's, there'll still be a podcast. There will. But um, should I should we explain? Well, we'll get into the actual podcast and then do that. No, no, no! You're not allowed to start it. Fuck you! I don't think that would be appropriate. <sighs> fucking hell! Yeah, th- this is what gets you energized. What? Me trying to do my fucking intro and just we'll get on with it. Then. Getting kicks out of being as much of a shit as possible. Get on with it. <sighs> But I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's apparently what you're what? Here for. What did you say? Buy your fluffy something. I said I guess that's what apparently people are here for. For what? Well, yeah, all twenty of them at a push. <laughs> that that's actually quite a lot. I'm actually quite pleased with that. To be at honest. a push, some weeks it's less than fifteen, but it's still it's more than YouTube gets. So. Anyway, I just think people see two hours and think mm, can't can't really um, 
The idea is listen Commit to podcasts to when I'm like going to sleep. So longer it is, the better because I have insomnia. That's what she said. Unofficially. Is it official? I'm not sure. I did get medication for it, so I guess it's kind of half official. But I've not medication. been diagnosed with insomnia. But yeah. Anyway, um, sh- sh- can I do it? Yeah, last episode we got a quarter of an hour in before we uh, inserted the introduction, didn't we? No, we didn't. Was it 10 minutes? Well, that's fairly normal. Uh, I, my brain thought you said it's three quarters of an hour. Absolutely nothing my normal. My knew that you didn't. There's absolutely nothing normal. There's no frame of reference for normal. Fuck off. What? Yeah, but... <laughs> if I did that, you'd be left there all on your own. And you'd have to have a conversation with yourself. I do that for my reviews. I might say reviews. Yeah, but at least you're kind of playing a game. You're talking about something specific. I'm sure I could just talk to myself for an hour it wouldn't be entertaining but i'm sure i could do it i used to do that for better call paul i I just do that instead (laughs) of functioning sometimes (laughs) you just just sit in your room and talk to yourself yeah i mean i think a lot of people do it in their heads but do you actually like get a mirror out and no. Or you just like, do you actually Why would I talk? want to look at myself? Would you actually talk, though? I, sometimes I mean, out like loud. Whisper. Ooh. <laughs> Self-ASMRing. Well, it's because if I start just talking to myself at, like, a normal speaking volume, first it would, like, wake people up, and you would think that I'd gone insane. <laughs> you wouldn't have far to go. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough about my sad life. <laughs> Cheer up, you old bugger. <laughs> Sorry, I just felt, felt like saying that. It's not very much help, but it felt jolly and... I don't think I'm that what old, that and old? I don't think I've ever buggered anyone. Well, you don't think? Would, would you <laughs> not know? <laughs> what? Uh... Oh yeah, no. I was trying to remember what I what I remember that from, and it was, um, pardon me, the introduction to um, always look on the bright side of life, wasn't it? Um, yep. Can I can I do my intro? I don't know. Can you? Is it something that you can do? Shut the fuck up! Right, if you've missed it. This, Mr. What? You, you put all of this before the intro, don't you? Uh, yeah, why? It's just if it's worth even explaining. If you've missed it for the past while for starting intros, I've been trying to oh, yeah. mix and match it a bit. Yeah, and I never know what's coming. Bloody noisy thing out there. <laughs> no, I think that's going. Right. <laughs> anyway. What? Can I can I do my intro? Will Will you not interrupt? Know. I'm just I'm waiting to find out whether you can or not. Because until you have, we won't know whether you can. Right. Hello, crew. See, apparently, you can. Fucking dickhead. Stab you. 
Meow. <laughs> I have questions, but okay. Floaty potato. <laughs> Don't hit me. Don't hit me. There'll be evidence. <laughs> Come on, get on with it. <laughs> trying to contain your excitement there. I am. Positively volcanic. Shut the fuck up. Volcanic. It's, it's Shut, gonna up. Re- I can't Shut up. I can't. Shut up. <laughs> you, you, you seem to think I've got um, ADHD, don't you? It's a strong suspicion. It's only when I'm kind of not dulling myself down. Okay. I mean, you might just be a crackhead. There's, there's, there's a chance. Anyway. Anyway. Hello, cruel world. I am Firebolt. And... I am the Orbiter. Very um, yeah. Well, I'm mixing it up as well because you're not the only one who gets to who gets to play with the audience's expectations. Okay. Um, well, I think we normally do that, Such and it's normally um trying to limbo under them. Anyway, <laughs> uh, welcome <laughs> to <Spend> your legs. <laughs> Not you, them. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> fucking hell, you always well, derail me. Well, Craig would be easy to limbo under because he's about seven foot tall. So that's not how people work. But anyway, um, <laughs> welcome. Oh, what's that? Is that your? Have you left your buzzer on on your phone? Yeah, shut up. Welcome. You to- left your fucking. Vib- I will choke you. <laughs> Brought a vibrator will, into the podcast. I will kill you. <laughs> live. Not live. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Cruelty. Cruelty. <laughs> Welcome to episode fucking 77 of the stupid fucking podcast. 77. Wow. <sighs> How is this going to go today? I don't know. That how do we? How do we even exist? You, as a you thing? might about I mean, to cease doing that thing. I mean, we're going to run out of subjects, which brings me to some news. Well, uh, do we want to go over channel news or person? Wait, do we have any personal news? Well, we're, our Christmas holiday is about to finish. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. Uh, world. News. I mean, it's only a month since um, Christmas Eve. So, since the last podcast, a new president has come into power. Well, I mean, new to the presidency, but he's not exactly new, is he? He's more old. Yeah. Um. Well, do we want to discuss channel news before we get on to that? I don't know. Do we? How will we find out? Well, we'll we'll do it anyway, right? <laughs> Um, I I think I said this on the last episode. I think you, you might have done actually. You might not have um, remembered or listened to it. Um, yeah. 
about uh, a new podcast starting up, um, which should be like alternating well, <clears> with this. And we're the, running out like, of Fortnite. We're running out of subjects, aren't we? We're not bodies. really. We've used every word in the in the dictionary. We haven't used Aardvark yet. You want to do an episode on Aardvark? I'm sure that would be interesting. It'd be really Aardvark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've gone all dizzy. (laughs) Please, please. (laughs) it's gonna be like two hours of me just pissing myself laughing why are you laughing i've no idea i don't know it's funny though (laughs) genuinely just it's just gone (laughs) fucking wrong with you don't you? When was the last time you had a, a laughing fit, a giggle, a, gig, a giggle fit? Do write in and tell us if you had an uncontrollable giggling fit while listening to this podcast and had to be taken to hospital because you could not breathe. Um, you also might have COVID. <laughs> Hard luck. Fuck. <laughs> oh fuck! Everything's terrible. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. Oh, well, that's something we the, could do in this episode. The, cruel. Cruel jokes. No. Cruel humour. No. Can we just move with the fucking format? Get on with it then. Instead of just breaking down into insanity. I'm Get on with it myself. then. I'm waiting for you to say something. There's an animal loose in the room. I will walk off. It'll be a very short episode then. People might listen to it for a change. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to tell if that's just because I left or because of the short length. <sighs> anyway, um, yes, a new podcast idea if you're quite done, which I I think I said about in the last episode, is um, I think we decided on the name Breaking Borders. Um, either that or you just said that and that's what I latched on to. Uh, did I? Um, which is uh, essentially... Yeah. Is that my idea? Trying to go through... Aren't I clever? Uh, not every country, probably, because there's some countries that, that just really small or really new and it's kind of difficult to find information on, at least online. <clears throat> I'm sure the Pope wouldn't come on our podcast either. Um. Well, we 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 discussed also having like guests on some episodes, um, which would be for ones that we know people from those places. Um, Although, if we dressed it up in a cassock, he might. What the fuck are you talking about? The Pope? Yeah, we I don't care. Come on, our podcast. <laughs> There might actually be quite interesting history behind the Vatican. Although I'm not sure how much music you could find that's not just general religious music. So the idea was to basically go through the sort of general background. Um, we, we'd go over the news like we do on this, um, <clears throat> and then sort of segue into that with uh, the news of the country that we're looking at. 
My um, disappointment to you on the podcast. What? I'm just it just occurs to me that you seem to be quite interested in doing a fairly serious podcast and I and I just mess it up. Is, uh, is it for us? I it think a, that's our USP. <laughs> you need oh, selling point. You, you use the jargon. It's called um, being forced to learn business lingo in English class because um, that's all <laughs> English is really useful for. What business? Marketing. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and then basically going over a bit of the history the idea to sort of entice you because it is a very sort of thing that i would be interested in um normally like with my interests in flags and uh just general <laughs> stuff from around the world um you could do a is, podcast on flags i, I could um, <laughs> the music from different places uh, mm. as well as just sort of different genres i guess indeed um, but because I haven't got enough to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> the problem with that is that it does take. Um, I mean, it, I'll do something. We'll probably get I'll into the flow on. of it. Do we? Do we? Know, are we going to have guests on? Uh, not for the first episode, <clears throat> as far as I know, because I don't know anywhere from the place that we are planning to do our first episode on, which might take up next time. It's not next week, but next fortnight slot. Depending on when things are ready, mm. um, that's the plan, and it so, is um, on. Well, the thing is, it is it. it are people gonna gonna do the mystery reveal? <laughs> you want to do it? You want to announce it now? Well, you, <clears throat> yeah. Well, we'd normally, I imagine, reveal what the next because it's going to be on a different on. feed, isn't it? So people won't necessarily know where to find it. Well, yeah. Um, well, you can probably figure out how to link it or something. I don't know. <laughs> why don't we um, not? As, why don't we put it out as a special on the Breaking Bollocks channel? Yeah, just so that people can find it, and we can announce well, in the first episode. The other benefit of that um, might be that so it'll be on two it's an unworkable idea, and it it just falls apart. Yeah. So it might only be a one episode thing, but it'll still probably. Be I'm, I mean, I'm quite interested. I'm quite interested. Yeah, it's just the workload of it, I guess. Because, like, that bollock well, you're ass- thing. Yeah, you're assuming that um, that I'll put much work into it. I mean, I'll do I'll do something for it, but I suppose it depends what you mean by work, doesn't it? I mean, <clears throat> you know, we'll see what happens. The idea is that most of the work would be on my side because the history is generally going to be more complex than finding, like, so that could Fans, be dangerous because you could you you could end up doing a load of work and coming along with a load of serious information and and I just end up kind of bringing the tone of the podcast down and pissing you off. Which... Not this like QI. <clears throat> I suppose. Anyway, um, yeah. So the episodes that we were, the country that we were going to be doing our first episode on, or perhaps only episode on, is. Hey. Da, 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 da. Indonesia. In- that was very synchronized. Yeah. Indonesia. Um, which is well, I, I hopefully won't spoil too much before we get into it. But it's it's a country that I don't know a huge amount about the history of, <coughs> other than like the country research I've done a bit of already. 
Um, it's the fourth largest in terms of population in the world. Um, mm. And it's very big. So it's, it seems like something would be interesting to know about. And uh, Funnily enough, when you said about music, <clears throat> there was one genre of music which came immediately into my head when the first country came up. I know it comes from Indonesia, but I shall leave it for the episode. Okay. Yeah, so part of the idea of that was also that maybe you would do a little bit of music history, but that'll depend on what time you have available and whether it's... We shall see. I'm yeah, actually... <laughs> it's the sort of thing that will probably work out the format as, because as we go along a bit. Because I've been preparing for um, starting uni again. I've been over the last few days... Uh, I mean, over the last sort of fortnight, I've been kind of resting up anyway because of my uh, surgery that I had. Um, but because I'm starting to get a bit more mobile now, I've started sort of preparing for the start of term. And I'm finding myself... Um, less stressed about it than I have in the past because I'm doing I'm finding myself not trying to do everything at once I in the past I've had this habit of like for instance I've been doing some admin and accounting over the last couple of days because it's coming up to tax return time and whereas before I would have been like really stressed out and spent like all day doing it and then probably all of the next day as well because it's like oh I've got so much to get through it's got to get done now I'm finding it easier to I don't know if it's just my state of mind because I've, I've been allowing myself to relax and kick back a bit, is to just, like, when I've done, like, I did all the scanning of the bank statements today, and I just thought, I just you know what, that'll do. I've done a chunk of work on it. I'll do some more tomorrow. It, you know, I've got till the end of the month, so I'll just do, like, a, and it's happening. That's why I'm finding myself doing my practice as well now every day. Like three quarters of an hour on each, and just like leaving it at that, instead of just like thinking, "Oh, I've, I need to practice all day, every day to be." The- I did have a weird moment earlier because <clears throat> um, it sounds really weird. I think you maybe had like, uh, like the quieter thing on the not the mute, but what what's the thing? I on have the a, I have a, uh, it's called Silent Brass. It's a, it's like a practice mute thing, but you can plug headphones into it. So that yeah, but it it I just sort of heard this small sort of, of faint sort of wailing <clears throat> sound, and well, I thought like mum was just in horrible pain. <laughs> the and thing so is, I was like, what the fuck is that noise? There is a lot of stuff that goes on with um, sort of private practice for for brass instruments in particular that doesn't sound very musical because you're basically you're working on your lip muscles. So <clears throat> you know the idea isn't necessarily to get the most beautiful sound; it's to <laughs> it's to work on your lip muscles, which can Very be much like a blowjob. I mean, some of it is um, doing lip buzzing, which is like you do you do the the process of playing a brass instrument, but without the instrument, and then you do it just on the mouthpiece part. So instead of like blowing into a trumpet, I'll go. It's a lovely sound, <laughs> and that's. Um... <laughs> And it's I mean, I know. Pure, but... I, I watched like a thing on like the history of like. Um, you see YouTube videos of like, slowed down vibrations of your lips. Sorry, carry on. It was like <clears throat> something. At, I think it was at the British Museum of um, this sort of shell that they think. No, it was of. Um, yeah, they used to play the conch. Yeah, they used to play the conch shell, and then there was also something <clears throat> that was like some kind of like boar's head or something 
right. that was supposed to be like on it. I can't remember much of it, but they were explaining like the history of like how that conch shell sort of morphed into trombone, and it's actually like one of the simplest instruments that we still have via the sackbut. Yes, um, and how basically on the trombone that's just basically just amplifying that yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, which is like how the conch shell thing works so well because it's yeah, you're basically it, just blowing into an amplifier. <laughs> yeah, well, not blowing. You're you're vibrating your lips. I mean, on trumpet there are vowels and stuff that are a bit more complicated than the trombone, but yeah, but all that's doing is um, lengthening and shortening the air column. Yeah, so fascinating stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. President Biden, what what are your thoughts? Um, well, thank fuck Trump's gone. Yeah, for a start, but um, I don't know. <clears throat> it really depends. Um, I don't think impeachment is going to. Uh, I don't think he's going to get indicted. Um, even if they do, well, they they are pursuing the uh, the case, aren't they? They are sort of. Yeah, it's going. To I don't think they'll get the two thirds majority, as things stand. Um, I and I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's just, he's got a he's got a hell of a job on his hands, isn't he? I mean, Q and On are a bit confused now. I suppose that's one thing. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, we've see I. With people celebrating this, like, I get if you're happy that Trump's gone, but if you're genuinely happy that Biden's there, then I I don't think you've been paying attention, or you you don't have the same goals that I do, at least. Um, do many? No, but, like, to see that as an okay sort of thing, or even a good thing to have Biden in, it's just like... I'm I, can, to think, I can get how people I mean, are celebrating that he's gone, but see, like the thing is, I mean, uh, looking back at the list of presidents that I've kind of lived through, um, he's not he's not bad in that list, really. I mean, even uh, Barack Obama, I, even some of the things that I've heard about, some of the things that he did, you kind of, I mean, even he's probably among the best of them, but at the same time, but it's sort of were, like. I don't really have a favourite war criminal. No. I think it's weird <laughs> to have one. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be any... I mean, you you could sort of argue about the sort of practical effects of th- their presidency after the fact, because they're all evil. Like, categorically, well, I suppose... they are some of the worst people and I suppose, they get into that position because of that. I suppose there's, um, there's, in most things, there there are positive and negative aspects to most situations. Um, I'm not sure what the positives of Trump's administration would be. Um, although I do find it quite interesting that um, Joe Biden has referred to Boris Johnson as physically and I don't know if it was genetically it was like physically and politically almost 
almost a, a clone of um, Donald Trump. Mm. Well, yeah, it's that sort of the strong man thing that I think, although it people were like that long before Trump, he sort of um, started oh, a that trend. Reminds me, that's been sort of nicknamed Trumpism. There's um, there's a new Sky original drama being made, which I think is coming out autumn next year. It said, which I'm assuming is perhaps 22, 2022. If it, um, unless it was just a mistake and it's autumn this year. But um, Kenneth Branagh has been lined up to play Boris Johnson in a Sky original drama approaching the whole COVID um, situation through the eyes of the Prime Minister, basically. Interesting. (laughs) Well, I'm actually quite intrigued by that because the things I've seen Kenneth Branagh do, he's one of those actors that, in my eyes, you can sometimes just not tell it's him because he's that good an actor that it's like, wait a minute, you know, there's there's not that many that, that can do that, I think. Um, and I, I don't think I've seen him play a bad... In fact, I think the weakest role I've probably seen him play has been in Harry Potter. <laughs> but... Who um, is he playing that? Um, but that's more the character, I think, than, than his portrayal of it. Um, that... Um, the one that Hermione has a crush on, um, the teacher. Um, uh, that thinks he's brilliant. He gets oh his mind God. wiped. Yeah, Gildroy Lockhart. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, on a related note, um, I, I see transos getting their piss boiled over Biden, essentially putting in discrimination protections on day one, which is one of the good things I guess he's done. It's it's sort of like yeah, that's a good thing, but like there's going to be a lot of stuff that people have been talking about all throughout the Trump administration that was going on in the Obama oh. administration and just will shut up about now because it's not politically convenient. Well, speaking of... Um like um, speaking of transphobes, I thought it was fun to see and... Russians getting arrested for snowball fighting. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the um, interesting contrast. <laughs> um, Navalny, who I believe was uh, Putin's political opponent, has been jailed in what uh, essentially not really like a trial. I think it was just basically him and a judge in like a police station they're warming up for some kind of parliamentary elections or something coming up in june i think it is all right um but yeah he's i mean it's interesting to see that fight back the protests and that happening there as well as seeing the protests that were happening in america um of different kinds there's it's almost like there there's a fight back happening but the, I did hear today that the the, the problem that um, America perhaps has at the moment is that the the more they push back against Russia, the more likely they are to sort of um, f- not force them, but but kind of push them in China's direction politically. Um, and China are a lot more powerful than Russia. And that was what the commentary was pushed russia and yeah um whereas 
Trump was always um, he, he refused to criticize Putin, really, didn't he? I mean, not like outright, but yeah, he it definitely was a lot cozier than feels. But everyone's like kind of um, you know the international community is quite rightly up in arms at the moment about um, the the treatment of the protesters and stuff um, in Russia uh, over the last couple of days. Um, and the the worry I think is that um, that there it's not Russia that's that's so much of a worry in in that sense. But if they start cozying up to China, then we, who have um, perhaps a, a more a, a more similar kind of political um, treatment of the of the you know they're they're more into repression. I'm not sure if they're more into. I guess Sub-a- public surveillance of, and intolerance of minority groups, and it's more how free the information is. Yeah, I guess yeah. because yeah, you know, I would say based on what I saw of the protests around Navalny, the U.S. police response is probably yeah, that's true. In some ways, worse to what I see over in Russia. Yeah, but mm. you know the information's a lot more restricted from what I gather. Yeah, and dissidents and people that blow the whistle. Well, that's, well that that said, like people that blow the whistle here and in America. That's the thing. Have to exile in Russia. So yeah, that's the thing that kind of strikes me. Um, we were going to bring up the film we watched last night, weren't we? Um, Official Secrets, which is on Prime. Well, the particular reason I mentioned that is the sort of way in that film, sort of spoilers, but it is based on real events, so it's kind of spoilers for something that's already happened. Um, Yeah, I mean, there was nothing in it that I didn't already know about, but it's just the way it's presented. It's like... Yeah, that's actually pretty bad, but it's because it hasn't been drip fed to you over over years and years. If, if you don't know, it's basically about a whistleblower um, shortly before the Iraq War, who um, basically the Second Iraq War. Yeah, um, who basically leaked a memo saying that they were going to blackmail um, UN Security Council members into voting for the war so that it wouldn't be illegal. Yeah, but one of the things that I found um, really interesting was that a lot of what what was shown on screen would, in my mind, wouldn't have seemed out of place in a political drama set in Russia. Um, and it's weird, because it's that far removed in time now, seeing those things almost from the outside from the present um it's kind of it makes you it does make you realize that you know what we what we accept as our country that we live in is is not necessarily the image that we are given that we are fed all the time um we sell arms to an absolute monarchy who is fueling one mm-hmm. of the worst humanitarian crises in history yeah um, and the other thing is as well that struck me that at that time, 
uh, I think it was an easier thing to do because it was before the sort of social media revolution, if you like. Um, it, it was kind of perceived that you kind. It's not that you trusted the government, but in most respects, you kind of expected them not to lie to you um, about the really important stuff, like going to war and, and the justification for going to war. Um, whereas nowadays, it does seem much more a widely accepted thing that the government governments all around the world just systematically lie to their to the populations um, mm. it's it's almost like corruption is so recognized and widespread now that it's just like you just kind of there's this kind of well, what can we do it's, it's, like, it's just like sort of yeah you just kind of shrug your not shrug your shoulders but it's like well we know it's happening but um you know what point does it have to get to before there's some kind of revolution, and even if there was, what would what would what would our system be replaced by? You know, it's kind of it's almost like that is that paradox that if you like you you said if you get to the point where you are powerful enough to to have a position of like president of of a country, you kind of got to be the kind of person who is corrupt and evil and cruel and you know. You kind of you've got to be ruthless to get to that position. Yeah, which is fundamentally why, at least from my perspective, um, Jeremy Corbyn can become prime minister. Because although I mean, like all politicians, I have no doubt there are many flaws behind closed doors that I'm not able to see. But like, well, at least that, that publicly, would have to be, and if you it walked is... into a room that didn't have a floor, you'd fall down a hole. Um, <laughs> in the public eye and in his past record, he seemed pretty principled, which is not what apparently makes a good prime minister. So, yeah, he's not. What's he doing? Because he's not. He can't serve the for the party anymore, can he? He's, he can't be a, an MP for the Labour Party. Has he gone independent? Or because he's is he still is he still an MP? I, he was. I think he was reinstated. Um, maybe. I don't know. It it, it, just, it was reinstated to the Labour Party, but I don't think he can be an MP for them. With with that whole issue around sort of trying to tackle anti-Semitism in the Labour Party, it just strikes me that, you know, like, I, I think there's more of a problem in the Tory party of anti-Semitism itself, but also, quite obviously, of Islamophobia, particularly high up. Yeah. Mm. And have, have you legitimately ever heard any, like, mainstream media source like bring up the issue of anti-semitism in the conservative party well no because it's 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 traditionally the the one that they use against labor it's the it's their weapon i mean it's weaponization of um yeah and after the fact a lot of the racism. coverage was deemed to be misleading or just straight up inaccurate and even like amongst typically more left-leaning newspapers, uh, 
it it made up a weirdly disproportionate amount of their coverage of just everything. What my problem is, because I can I can go along the lines of, um, just kind of accepting, not liking, but recognizing that you're going to get lied to by the politicians and the people in power, and and it's all corrupt and and all that, but. It's like degrees the, to which that happens. Though. How much? How much? How do you assess which media are towing party lines? You know, which because it's this this whole thing with press releases and stuff, isn't it? About like, you know, certain papers sell certain agendas, and it's like, are you are they doing that because they're getting backhanders or? You know, there's so much behind the scenes stuff going on that it's like, I mean, we we re- we reckon we've got freedom of the press here, and I think is it the Guardian which is um, which doesn't take any sponsorship, any private sponsorship. Yeah, most of the ones other than the BBC, whose more recent um, sort of output is quite questionable. In my eyes, um, I don't watch their news anymore. Uh, but yeah, generally the more principled ones, although they still slip up, um, seem to be ones that like run on donations. Because yeah. essentially, freedom of the press—it's only so much as so. Like, well, most of the press is owned by a couple of monopolies. So, but see what gets to me. They're free to, to see. I operate would, within that person's interest. I would consider. I would consider subscribing to the Guardian online because I've I've often read their articles online because, um, you know, there've been links to it and it's a, it's a headline that that really pulls my interest. And you just get invited to donate. You, you get a certain amount of articles that you can read for, in full for free. Um, I'm not sure if you can with the Guardian if it's all of them. Um, I know I think the, it is. Yeah, but they just ask you to um, subscribe if you can. Yeah, I um, think the idea is that they don't want to put it behind a paywall. Because, yes, yeah. You know, there are there some, shouldn't be restrictions to the information that you can access. There are some papers where you can only see so many free articles and then you have to subscribe, aren't there? But, um, so I vaguely remember a while, like quite a while back, um, I think it was the New York Times put like a paywall on their website, which was at least at the time technically illegal. Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's so many things that that used to be considered corrupt and Ill- oh, it's snowing! Yay! They've had loads of snow in England. We've had fuck all up here. Anyway, um, yeah, what I was going to say when I see people. Talking about the Guardian as a sort of lefty liberal kind of thing, as though that's an insult. It's only so much as so like the. I mean, I think we've discussed this before. Like the Overton window is shifted so far right, yeah, by essentially repeatedly having this thing of like, oh, it's the lesser two evils, and then. Picking just people that but get further and further right wing. That's, that's my point, though. How how do you have a reasoned conversation with somebody about politics when they see that kind of description as an insult that something's lefty or liberal? But like, because um, it's like, and what, what's the problem with apparently that? Apparently considered, well, he considers himself a socialist, although like 
none of his policies seem to really aim towards anything that is actually socialist. He's probably at best progressive, mm. but I would say that he probably fits more as a centrist or even slightly right leaning. I mean, it's it's a bit of a paradox because that whole idea of liberal being either centre or left is. For me, the word liberal means the same thing that a lot of the really far-right people are talking about when they say about freedom and rights. Well, it's quite <laughs> complicated because the sort of history of liberalism yeah. is... I mean, it's, it's quite... It goes back into, like, the 1800s and stuff like that. Stuff before. like the 1800s? Well, it, it goes back quite a long way and the meaning shifted over time. But like neoliberalism, which is what I think, um, at least what I used to think pe most people were talking about when they say liberals in like any um, serious sense, rather than just going, oh, them darn liberals over there being with their fucking gay flags and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like we're talking like about liberalism in an academic sense, I guess um, neoliberalism refers to like Reagan and Thatcher's politics, yeah, which is fundamentally very right wing to put your center, and that's mm. kind of what Joe Biden represents and what Obama represents, yeah. And then no, you I mean sort of realize that sort of like at least in Obama's elections, like you were essentially too neoliberals with different social policies mm. with slightly different views on taxation i suppose with the american situation with joe biden and that what I, what i'm concerned about is what happens in four years time and i suppose two years mm. as well with the midterms well see that's um, the thing but i think a lot of that will be heavily dependent on on covid putting in the guy who was vice president in the administration preceding a fascist kind of feels like you're kicking the can down the road a bit, especially when I, I don't know if Trump's actually going to get impeached. He might come back or someone worse might. He's going to be... Uh, um, I mean, you don't happen to know um, Joe Biden's actual age, do you? Or uh, And or Donald Trump's. Because I did hear that he would be getting on a bit for, for running for presidency uh, in four years' time. And I mean, the thing is, uh, the Republicans are difficult to read, aren't they? Because, you know, a lot of them have criticised what happened on the Capitol Hill. But when that's, you know, two or three years in the past and there's a lot of support for Donald Trump. Donald Trump's 74. And that, how old is Joe Biden, sorry? 78. All right. OK, so it would be just the same age if he went for the next presidency after joe biden it would just be the same age that joe biden is now then yeah and they're arguably maybe in like similar health i don't know it, he might even be in better health donald trump do you think he's he's certainly got more weight on him i don't really know it, it it's sort of a worrying thing though when it's sort of like oh will our politicians just die of old age or random things that like which is acceptable in the past or could we actually have see? a functioning political system that doesn't rely on fucking fossils did you see there was a campaign to um, have him um, replaced in home alone 2 um by 
like sort of uh, a, the grown-up version of uh, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. They were going to sort of map his face over Donald Trump's. But apparently the reason that he was in that was because they wanted to use um, his hotel for the film. And the only... He, he agreed to it, but he said, yep, I, want, I want to be in the film, though. That was his his demand. So he kind of forced his way into it. But and I mean I don't think they should have made a second one to be honest. What Home Alone? Yeah. I think the second one's supposed to be quite good. I, I don't really remember it, but I I, don't, I remember watching it, but I don't remember anything about it. Home Alone no, 1 was good. Now. But like they probably should have stopped there. I don't know. I think I would probably watch Home Alone 2 just to see a lot of New York, to be honest, because I like New York. It's kind of like a one-shot concept, really. Yeah, but yeah, well, that that's quite often the case when people are disappointed by films, though, is it's like you're not really going into it with an expectation that matches the subject. You know, I mean... You know, what? well, I mean, if you if you if you go along expecting anything other than than just that kind of yeah, it's the same as the first film, but this time he's lost in New York instead of lost on his own at home. Well, not lost. Well, it but kind of loses the idea of it being home alone then, because he's not home. <laughs> well, I'm saying that they should have made a sequel, not that like the sequels bad it's just the idea of making a sequel to a lot of things it just isn't good it's cash grabs usually yeah which you know they're kind of there to make money I suppose film studios aren't they they don't really critically hold up and that's not something that's really worth spending your time watching a lot of the time if you're if you're a film critic maybe but if you if you just wanted a bit of mindless entertainment on a Saturday afternoon then I suppose. So. <laughs> I mean, if it was on, I, I wouldn't like. I mean, you forget. I've, there I've are watched, worse things. I've, I've watched Big Brother. You know. oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, I you, think you, any you, claim to having taste <laughs> is gone after that. I think you can be in danger of um, perhaps coming across as slightly snobbish if you put a quality level on your art. What, uh, being like critically well, thinking about media is snobbish. Well, let's face it, you like a steak, but it doesn't mean you wouldn't eat at McDonald's. No, but I'm, I'm not exactly going to like say, but you oh, don't that go... was a really great burger. It's like, no, no it's just but like, you're not I'm g- tired, I need But you're not going to diss it because you were expecting it to be steak. Yeah, but you don't spend two hours eating a burger. <laughs> I don't spend two hours eating a steak, it would get cold. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> slightly weird tangent there. Well, yeah, it's just you, you yeah. know, you get, so, you get what you expect, or you expect what you uh, Biden, Biden, blah, 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 generally. Um, yeah, I think there's possibilities for good things to be done in his administration, but make no mistake, that has nothing to do with him. It's to do with actual principal politicians pushing him to do that. I'm good at making mistakes. Um, But yeah, there's a bunch of things that he... I I think one of the things that he did promise to do on day one was to cancel student debt because that's a... Oh, they could do that here. That'd be good. It was a really... Well, uh, 
I mean, in Scotland, we don't really have as much of a problem on that because we don't actually require you to like pay them back after a certain period, and it's only over a certain amount that they'll actually take off your income. So I'm pretty sure that's the same in the UK, but it's uh, it, not, in England, it's not as far as I know. Well, it is because I I had student loans in England that I still have that haven't been paid back yet. All right. <laughs> But also tuition fees in England are... Yeah, I didn't have tuition fees back then. Um, I think effectively triple, if not more. And tuition yeah, fees in America are about even nine worse. a year or something isn't it, at the moment. Yeah, and the government doesn't pay that in England at least. Um, Which is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, that is. But yeah, basically because it's to the point think, where it's like an economic problem, the amount of students, the I former can, students that have kind of, outstanding debt. kind of hear the people arguing for charging tuition fees in the back of my head. And I think I should just, I think I should just um, qualify why I think it's wrong um, that, the, that the government doesn't pay tuition fees is for me because... Um, Yes, I, I get that, you know, the idea that people um, are potentially going to be entering a profession where they can afford to pay pay it back. But the other thing is, if the government pays for quality training of the kind that you would get from a degree and and, um, and say, for instance, take, take a doctor, you know, it's like an investment. You know the, gov- yeah, the government I mean, gets value, especially for that. right now, especially with Brexit. Which the we'll, country gets value. For we'll that. get onto shortly before getting onto the actual topic of the podcast. Um, you know, having doctors trained up, it, it's sort of something like they shouldn't have to pay for that privilege because that's just going to be a benefit. And even if they're well, going into like a degree that. Like, Let's put it the right way around. It's not a privilege. You're training to help people. You're training to serve the public. Yeah, um, which is primarily yes, why... you get paid well for it, but you fucking well should, because <laughs> you're saving lives. <laughs> primarily why immigrants make up a disp- disproportionate amount of our NHS, and telling them to fuck off is also a terrible idea. On any level, not just telling the doctors to fuck off this isn't a like oh you need to be this skilled to work here because that's a very it's just a very capitalist mindset and it just well we are works with me that you, you know, could just be like oh this human's more valuable do, than the other you do you do know we, therefore this person deserves to live this person can just fucking get in the bed you do know we 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 uh we live in a capitalist society don't yeah you? but it just it fucks with my brain that people think so differently to how they reasonably should it's like i mean that was another thing that was going on with like the whole what should biden do in his presidency sort of idea of like raising the federal minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour what's the federal minimum wage what does that mean it essentially means across all states it has to apply because at the moment each state can make their own minimum wage laws which they do yeah. which some are very low which is why like tipping such a big thing in the US even yeah. though that's kind of fucked up um but yeah like just because you don't have to go to university to learn how to do it does not mean it's not skilled labor 
Like, I couldn't work at McDonald's. I know for a fact I couldn't. I couldn't get there for a start. I couldn't consistently be there, and I wouldn't have the social skills or the physical skills to do that job. And you keep eating the burgers as well. But it's sort of like, when people, like, say that people shouldn't get, like, basic living wage or just... even below living wage, minimum wage, for whatever job they're doing, it just tells me, oh, you don't value that person, you don't value their job. Because when minimum wage workers strike, that's when things well, start to go to shit. Because I, those I, are the I people actually think actually exactly the opposite. I think they do. It's just the value that they assign is incredibly small. It's like they, they, they are essentially valuing that person's worth it's just a very small amount during a pandemic like supermarket workers delivery drivers it's like the fact that you don't value those people after all that it it just tells me just a weird mindset that a lot of people still seem to have yes indeed but it, 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 I think they sort of get into this idea of like, oh, well, their wage is that because they're only worth that much to their employer. I was like, well, they're actually making back more for their employer than they're getting because otherwise there wouldn't be any profits there. Mm. So at th- that point, you're just like exploiting them and paying them as little as possible, which is done across loads of companies yeah but it becomes a point where every job that you go to like that that's, gonna that's have a, a systematic situation. problem isn't it because everybody's trying to squeeze that that bottom line you know it's kind of and it it at the end result of of trying to squeeze that profit out of the you know trying to get the lowest sort of price to the public because that's going to attract more customers means squeezing the value of everything that you that you do like, um, and in the end, that affects the quality of the Even product. within a capitalist system, raising the minimum wage is just fundamentally a good idea economically because it just injects cash into the people that would be buying the stuff. Ooh. And it almost always coincides with an economic boom when they raise the minimum wage. Injecting cash into people. Oh, d- don't give Jeff Bezos a... Oh, I'd say um, Elon Musk is now the richest guy in the world. Uh, is he? Which is terrifying because he's a fucking not, shit lord. I'm not surprised because I saw today that they launched uh, SpaceX. Does he still own SpaceX? Yeah, well, a controlling share, presumably. They just launched um, a rocket today with the largest payload of satellites on it. I think it was like 140-something satellites on it. Like, can you imagine how much you charge to put a satellite into space? Yeah, essentially, <laughs> the story with him is his family got rich off of mining blood diamonds in South Africa under apartheid, and uh, then he got a share in PayPal, uh, later continually lied to the government about what his companies would be doing in order to get more money. And then the thing is, though, it's really, it's really difficult to um, criticise somebody for lying to the government. Well, it's essentially just like he's now getting rich off of government contracts, essentially. Yeah. For the SpaceX stuff, at least. And then 
getting rich on overcharging for electric cars. Have we got any more news to cover? Well, um, UK side of things, uh, the sort of proper effects of the Brexit deal are really being felt now. Yeah, I mean, I, it, is there something specific that you um, that you're referring to that you know about? Because I, I, I have I have seen plenty of um, news articles about this sort of thing. Um, it's particularly I'd, been. I kind of I don't I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say believe the fishing industry, which is falling apart. I don't know anyone in the fishing industry, though. So how but, like, how, would I, how see... would I get direct information from them? Well, you can see reporting. That's that what I mean. I don't know what them. reporting to. Yeah, yeah, you can see interviews. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's. I find it interesting because the sort of response from a lot of Tory MPs, uh, I think he was a Tory, the twat that I saw trying to use this argument of, oh, it isn't because of Brexit that the fishing industry is collapsing. <laughs> it's because of COVID it's, and um, the deal that Boris Johnson got through that has nothing to do with Brexit. It's just an unrelated deal. <laughs> it's it's a weird one for me because I never gave a shit about the fishing industry's um, role in the... I mean, they were using it as an incentive to vote for Brexit. Um, you know, the Vote Leave campaign were. And at that point, I never gave a shit about it because I thought, yeah, I know, I know it's, it's not as good as it could be for them but at the end of the day it's a small industry and and if you're in it that's you know i can understand that it's a struggle and stuff but you know i've come from an industry that that an entire industry has been made redundant from so i don't really and i can't see any reason why i mean it's sort of a but seeing it now at a stage where they it's difficult to to use that now as a on two major crises at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, particularly, like, shipping right now, it takes weeks, which, I mean, it's fine for the sort of stuff that, like, I'm ordering, which is currently, like, a book, um, because that doesn't rot. But if you're transporting meat or cheese... Yeah, I don't know. ...or fish... I mean, now would be the time it's going to start rotting. ...starting to kick in isn't would would be when you would expect it to be starting to kick in the effects or especially which is quite pertinent right now if you're transporting vaccines which might be time sensitive i know um i know you couldn't get any leaks last week (laughs) i'm sure you could if you ask the right people in the government (laughs) (laughs) pardon me Anyway, so. yeah, they're, they're all incompetent shitheads. Um, I have some hope because there are at least some people that have been... Hope? US stateside. We should um, do an episode on hope. Haven't we might have already. We, we, and I'm not sure how much I could talk about that, but... Um, <laughs> well, all the more reason I have at it. least seen that um, Bernie Sanders is heading up the Senate Budget Committee, which is quite powerful. Every time I hear his name, I think of KFC. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why. Every time I hear his name right now, I think of that fucking meme that keeps going around. Which one's that? With his um, mittens at the inauguration. Did he have mittens on? Yeah, he had mittens on, and he was sort of just 
looking like he was just trying to keep warm, but it just sort of became a bit of a meme because I don't know. The internet's weird. It is. It um, most certainly is. But in the most Bernie Sanders-esque thing ever, they were made by a school teacher in Vermont uh, of um, recycled clothes and plastic bottles. Oh, I see. Um, but apparently a bunch of people were pissed off because him, like, crossing his arms or something was downplaying a really historic moment when somebody's always some gonna dude be, sitting down <laughs> somebody's always going to be pissed off yeah we live in the age of taking offense um anyway um what how are we gonna do cruelty um i, I th- you might want to rephrase that <laughs> no no i don't <laughs> Uh, how, how, I, I'd rather discuss it. It's an interesting one because I um, know that I have been both a victim of and a perpetrator of cruelty. Probably not to the extent, well, definitely not to the extent that I know some people have. I think but everyone, to some extent, will be in that position. See, when I started thinking about this, I thought, well, I can think of three distinct types of cruelty there's for me there's um accidental cruelty where people experience cruel like you can you know um you can people can talk about a cruel wind or a cruel storm or a cruel flood or something like that stuff that just happens which has a cruelty it has a cruel effect on people but it's that word is used there's no intent it's just that there are cruel um, I wouldn't call that so much accidental, but more just like um, unconscious, I suppose. And it, yeah. it, it sort of implies that it would have a conscious otherwise, but like, I don't know. Um, but I, people I, talk about like a cruel winter. Yeah, I, I guess like... But I suppose that's personification, isn't it? That's anthropomorphizing, anthropomorphizing a season. Well, I guess, like, historically people have actually assigned, like, deities who are largely based on, like, human personalities to things like seasons and um, natural disasters. And then you can do something, as a person, you can do something where you don't have cruel intent. Well, they still do. But it has the effect of being cruel to someone. Um, that's the second thought that I thought of that, you know, you're not setting out to hurt someone, but you do um, just by your actions. And then there's the, what I think of as, I suppose, pure cruelty is when people set out to hurt someone and achieve it, they're, they're doing it for the thrill of, you know, they get a kick out of other people's suffering or animals or, you know, well, there's sort of different ways of that being because it's sort of like when someone does something cruel, like, um, I mean, it's quite a minor example, I would think, of when I tease you, like, while you're setting up by, like, booping you or putting uh, windshields on your shoulder. That's the kind of joking cruelty, but it's like it's fairly minor, and it's just to have a bit of a laugh and get into the mood of things. But I think sort of what is often 
more large scale, the source of cruelty is where someone's gone. Okay, sure, this is cruel, sure, this is bad, but it'll benefit me or something that I believe in more, so that outweighs what I'm doing here. What do you think of the phrase, you've got to be cruel to be kind? It's kind of based in... I I don't know, I kind of hear that a lot when people like justify basically child abuse, which is kind of disturbing, um, but I think it's kind of people trying to justify like a fucked up idea of discipline in some ways, or... But uh, to take an example, I mean, you might incorrectly, I think, um, assign that quality to um, my driving ban and £400 fine when I crashed my car through consumption of alcohol and driving many, many years ago. Um, you could you could argue that taking away my driving license and imposing a fine on me was a form of cruelty in order to teach me something valuable. But it it's sort of like in in that it's sort of like if I mean I don't think you, that you necessarily would go out and crash your car again, but it's sort of like. Someone who would have been in a similar situation may well have done. Mm. It sort of consequences clear and reason consequences aren't exactly the same thing as cruelty. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I suppose it's difficult. It depends on the person, doesn't it? I mean, sort of um, that cruel and unusual punishment. It's like if it was arbitrary <laughs> mm. or calculated to hurt you rather than to serve some other purpose. Yeah, then yeah. that would be actual cruelty. So, what about to serve a a greater good? For instance, what if depriving someone of something gives other people benefit? Depends in what way it, it depends like how directly you're talking because it's sort of and to what extent i suppose as well I, I guess a lot of people i mean that's effectively what taxation is isn't it is you're depriving some people of their earnings in order to benefit the whole as it were but, but it's sort of like for the vast majority of people you're making that back it's got to be in 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 a reasonable measure isn't it for it not to be cruel i mean it's cruel to go um Overtaxing poorer people and not taxing rich corporations. Um, yeah, I, I guess because it would be like kind of arbitrary and um, it, it's sort of, I guess, um, proportional to how much you're likely to actually use those things. Because if you have more money, chances are like you might own a business or something that gets more out of using like roads or uh if you have workers um hospitals education system it, it, it's sort of a thing of like well it's really a bit the more that you put in the more likely you're gonna get stuff back out i was just thinking there really is an issue of perspective around the definition of cruelty isn't there because i was thinking like um about i mean i i have 
you got to sort of think, is somebody who enjoys the adrenaline kick from being physically cruel to another being, do they have a broken mind or is it just that their mind doesn't fit within what society has defined, quite rightly, I believe, as uh, a beneficial kind of way to be, you know, an established version of sanity, if you like. Because when you think like that, you've got to think, well, what about, uh, I mean, our, our race, it's difficult to look at it in terms of now because we're in the now, but you can look back and you can see gladiatorial fighting as cruel. What? Well, the the gladiator arenas in Rome. What does that have to do with our race? The human race. Oh, I see. What, what did you think I meant? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of, I think people sort of usually think of Rome as being quite white, but it wasn't necessarily. Oh no, see, this is one of the things with racism. I, I never actually think of different coloured people as being a different race, because for me, the the race is humanity. But yeah. I, I guess <laughs> more um, generally less um, confusable word would be like species or something, but... Yeah, I suppose. Um, is is that technically not correct then? If you talk about the human race, I mean, it it depends because language is quite complicated, and it. I mean, I think it's technically correct in a biological just, sense. Uh, what is it's a race? Generally, not a term that we use are, because it has other connotations. Yeah, there are species and there are genuses, aren't there? And yeah, race is kind of a. It's a made-up thing. It has no real basis in actual biology, Mm. other Mm. than like some inheritance of like species. That that idea of um, people fighting to the death for the entertainment of the masses to our modern minds seems like a cruel concept. But it was perfectly normal then, and even even more recently than that in the UK, you know the 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 prospect of putting people to death for public entertainment. I mean, there were criminals, but people being hanged or well, hung, drawn, and quartered at the Tower of London. I mean, they know. don't fight to the death, and from the idea now the electric chair now, you know, is well, it, it's not it's not considered but, that everywhere but um you know like we watch boxing matches now and that's not to the yeah. death but like i think that's gladiatorial controversial point that isn't it weren't that often to the death at least with the celebrity gladiators because they were quite valuable you didn't want to lose like your best fighters about the uh but they did random fight uh, I don't know if this is just a biblical story or if it was stuff that happened but there, there's the thing about throwing the christians to the lions I mean, yeah, they probably threw people that they didn't care that much about in their sport, but like, and then I suppose they wouldn't have been gladiators. It's not, not that no, but it's not the same thing. But nowadays, you get the 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 idea of people being stoned to death for um, 
various things or having their hands chopped off for 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 stealing in certain parts of the world within their culture that 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 is i don't think that's legal anywhere right now as far as i'm aware the cutting off hands thing Mm. other than like you know technically the law does this, well, but well, like I suppose the try the point I'm trying to get to is because like I mean even with um, I know there's I can't remember which countries it is, but they've now outlawed child marriages in uh, is it Saudi Arabia? I don't know. I don't think they've still outlawed that in the US. <laughs> in all but, states, you know what I mean that there are some things which we see of uh, we see as definitely um, unacceptable, cruel practices. Um. But I, and this is perhaps the thing that it's really difficult to to perhaps get your head around is, I am sure there are many things which are accepted by our society and probably even accepted by us, which at some point in the future will be viewed as cruelty. Well, I think they are viewed by some people as cruelty. I, I guess it's sort of on like how visible it is because if people, um. I mean, a very prominent example. I mean, I think we've seen it a lot with discussion around, like, the US border with Mexico, like, children in cages and deporting mm. people who, many of whom have lived there, like, their whole lives, and it's just, like, an administrative cock-up. You- Whether or not systematically engineered is another conversation, but... But uh, I suppose, I mean... So a, a particularly um, stark example would be, do you think there will potentially ever come a time that the human species will regard our era as cruel for having based our society on making people work for a living? Yeah, oh, well, I in, hope... In a similar way that we look at slavery now. I hope humanity lives long enough for that to be a sort of mainstream thing. And I, I suppose I have to um, qualify that in, in by, say, by saying that I, I realise that at our, our point in development, you know, there are things which humans have had to work to achieve. But might there come a point where all of that can be done by automated processes... Um, but like robots, the idea that that's for a living, though, that's a different thing. To, to survive, yeah. There's, it's more of a a calling or a vocation. But it's kind of to the point of where it's sort of like, under capitalism, the idea is that you have a choice where you work. But like, well, if you don't work at all, then... See, that's interesting because I, that book... Your I, choice is death. I'm reading about Mastering the Art of Performance at the moment, about musicians and, and artists in general. It also refers to other professions like lawyers and doctors. And basically that attitude of approaching the work that you do as, okay, yeah, some people do it for the financial gain, but the people that get the most reward from it are the people who are doing it to serve humanity, if you like, to to give something to the, to, mm. to their... I mean, I've never been into the world of, like, formal employment where, like, I'm getting paid for the work that I'm doing. I, I do get paid for studying, but that's for different reasons, I guess. It's not like I get paid... This seems, hour. like, really trivial, but I'm going to bring up delivering pizzas. 
But yeah, it's not though. It's like <laughs> I work I don't, is work. I don't get a huge amount of work uh, money for it, but I do really enjoy that feeling of taking of delivering food to to a family and and then seeing the kids jumping up and down with excitement because the pizza guys just just dropped off their tea. Although it might not be considered so like in terms of how much money it's assigned that is far more important than some executive of a bank somewhere turning up to a meeting because mm. if people stop delivering pizzas i mean not necessarily specifically pizzas but in the middle of a pandemic yeah it's sort of like it's you know just, I mean? just that, one that little quality of, of life thing that would just make of, of just made everything easier up right and now. down going mommy mommy the pizza's hit the pizza's hit getting really excited yeah like, oh that's really cute and that's like that's worth far more than whatever the minimum wage is. <laughs> Although I'd still take the money as well, but because obviously you've got to live. But you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, it's a sort of difficult thing, right? But um... and it's uh, it's the same feeling when you when you're playing but, um, music and you look up, you see you see. An what audience I was going to say or... is what I've found in various students I've met so far at uni is the people that seem to be there to do something that they're genuinely interested in and you know, want to do something that they personally value rather than going into a, just a job that makes them money are getting a lot more out of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got a problem. I know we're only an hour and 20 minutes in, just over, but I need a wee and I've nearly run out of beer. Well, we can take a wee pause. You did a Scottishism. Is that a word? It rhymes with Scottish jism. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. That's very um, decisive. It is. I I can wait. I mean, what 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 else do we think about cruelty? I want to talk about. I mean, sort of the opposite of cruelty. Um, kindness. You're doing an anti podcast. Uh, um. Not an ant, as far as I know. Um, you're 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 revolting. Oh. <laughs> you're revolting against the subject of well, the that's podcast. Cruel. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be cruel to be kind. But um, why why would you do the opposite? Well, no, it was something that I saw about. Um, it's this series. I can't remember who does it. I'll have to look it up. Um. <laughs> Of basically a therapist reacting to films because do you think uh, a lot of the characters that we see in films aren't necessarily like well, this is interesting because obviously cruel is a word that we psychologically okay it's a things. human it's a human word it's an English word specifically but obviously there are different words in different languages for the same concept but do you think it's cruel for a lion or a tiger say to chase down a gazelle? And then brutally kill it and eat it. Do you think that's cruel? It's less cruel than hunting them as we do. 
But that is hunting them. Yeah, but it... it that's a lot more out of necessity. If, if we're hunting, like, game like that, it it's because it's some luxury. It, 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 you know, it's like, oh, it's this nice special meat that's difficult to get a hold of or it's a sort of tropey sort of thing. It's like, oh, we're eating this really rare and... I've got to admit, there are some venues I've had to play at in the wedding band that make me feel quite uncomfortable. Um, there's one, I won't name where it is, but there's one where basically the whole the whole room, the whole hall is covered in antlers on the walls um, and the ceiling and just the the whole room is just coated in mounted trophies basically of kills just basically antlers but i think a lot of people it makes me feel uncomfortable (laughs) um i mean this is just generally true for animals that aren't humans is that I mean, even like things like water and food, they're a lot harder to come by, and it's a lot more of a sort of. Well, you're risking everything to go to like is, the watering hole or something. Putting aside, whereas we can just go to the tab, and it's like, put, at most, you're going to see a spider. Putting aside the ethical, moral kind of argument for sort of veganism and eating meat i mean there's the whole thing of you know there's there's that argument about whether or not you're you're hunting for food putting that argument aside but the idea of actually putting the antlers up on the wall it would be like me stapling a pig skin to my bedroom every time i eat bacon Mm. it's it's like you know, if you're going to eat it, yeah, fine. You have like but... things made out of leather, but then it sort of serves some sort of purpose still. Like if you have like a leather jacket, like it's supposed to keep you warm. Or yeah, I mean, I used to have a black leather jacket when it's I was where a you student, sit. and and um, yeah, I mean, it's, but you, it's not you can get alternatives now. Yeah, you can get alternatives but, now. I mean, I mean, I know that I do eat meat, so. This is a sort of a bit of a hypocritical thing to say. I don't think it's really necessary to eat meat these days, but... Do you think that's habit, or...? Um, I think, from my side of things, um, it's a lot of the vegetables that would be um, the alternative, unless I was just going to eat basically junk food i'm gonna get deep i'm gonna get deep now but it's sort of like things like onions and uh i mean getting into animal cruelty um obviously there are different ways of rearing animals um for instance the difference between sort of keeping battery chickens as opposed to free range chickens there are arguments for for um you know being being kind but do you think the concept of particularly raising and breeding animals in order for to to eat them for food do you think that concept in itself is cruel i know it's sort of I think it's something that originated in necessity and it's just you know, that's been going on for millennia now mm. to the point where it's sort of 
we sort of progress to the point where we don't necessarily need that, but there's so much industry built up around it. It's sort well, of. I think my. I mean, I, I literally only just really made my mind up on this, and I think it. Uh, it's. I think exciting. I think what? Well, I think on reflection, I think it's. I think it would only be cruel if the animal knew. Because what I was thinking was, imagine if our lives were part of, you know, we we were being bred by some godlike entity to harvest the energy of our life experience for their not being kind of nutritional needs that controlled controllably bred as such but we are being i guess directed for the needs of people that like don't have our needs and interest in there yeah so that that's where the cruelty is inherent in that for me i think if i went through life just living my life and not realizing that the end reason for it the the end goal of it was to feed some entity as long as I didn't know about it, I could still enjoy my life and I wouldn't feel like I've been subjected to cruelty. I feel like there's some... I mean, not in the case of, um, like, in terms of, like, feeding us, but um, and sort of the idea of being buried and sort of returning your body to the earth. You can... Um... Yeah, you can get like a sort of biodegradable coffin where you're kind of buried under a tree and you feed a tree, basically. You know, you know what I mean. That there are. I think there's something quite noble about sort of. Well, everything you are is going to return to the universe, isn't it? Energy and matter. Yeah, but a lot of it's in the form of shit, and like energy that's just spent on like moving me to go to shit. <laughs> Ashes to ashes, shit to shit. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, but it's very I, Matrix, I, that, I, isn't it? I want to return to my thought about kindness. Did um, you actually get to it? Well, because you interrupted me. Well, you can't return Presumably. to it if you never got to it in the first place. Right, the channel that I was talking about, which I had to look up, was um, Cinema Therapy. Okay. Um, the particular video I'm talking about, we won't watch it because it's fairly long and I can summarise the bit that I'm wanting to talk about is um, reacting to Knives Out. So, possible spoiler alert? Um, because I might say some stuff that's slightly spoiler. I won't spoil too much, so I'll try not to. I'm just sorry. I've just had a Homer moment. <laughs> I just my, my brain just went... Because <laughs> I just, I just read how to make an Eiffel Tower with bamboo sticks, and I just thought, ooh, <laughs> and had a bit of a kind of a Homer moment. Carry on, please okay, talk about um, therapist reacting to knives out. The particular, I don't have a monkey. Okay, well, I will have to spoil some things. Um, so always have to spoil it. Be warned if you have not seen Knives Out. It's a very good film and very compelling. Is I won't spoil the whole thing, but the, the, there is a little bit of a spoiler here. I might have to watch it again because I didn't. I don't really remember much about um, it. Basically, at some point, it, it, it's it's the sort of murder mystery thing where supposedly uh, the sort of head of this very um, prestigious family has committed suicide. 
Um, but some detectives been hired to investigate. Who plays the detective again? It's uh, Daniel Craig in a nearly someone role that I cannot do. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, at some point in the scene, there's like this uh, in the film. There's this will reading, uh, which is done by Frank Oz. Um, is he still alive? I think so. Oh no, I'm thinking of Jim Henson. Sorry. Yeah, carry on. Um, and he basically, uh, up to this point in the film, like everyone in the family, it's a very rich family, have been very nice to the nurse that's like been his companion for. I'll be nice to a nurse at least months, if not years. Um, if she's nice to me. Can you shut the fuck up? Okay. Um, and it turns out that this head of the family leaves everything to her. And suddenly the mode of that shifts, the dynamic between her and the family, where they've been very nice to her, saying, I was like, oh, if you need any help with anything, you know, we'll keep you in mind to outright accusing her of murdering him um, or sleeping with him at um, various different things. Um, Suddenly the relationship very much shifts, which is sort of what some of the analysis from the therapist is about. And then he talks about like the difference between being nice and being kind. Sort of like when... They were going to get the money, or at least when they thought they were going to get the money. I lost the thread ages ago, I'm sorry. When they thought that they were going to get the money <laughs> and were being nice to, um, I think it's Marta, um, who's the nurse. It's because it didn't cost them anything. I'm sorry, it's just when you started talking about nurses, it reminded me of being in hospital when I was young and... And um, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I wouldn't let them stay in the room when I had a bath in the hospital. They, they ran the bath for me and I, I was, I was about seven, maybe. And there were other kids in the hospital ward that were like, don't be deaf, they've seen it all before, but don't know. I'm just wondering why at that age, maybe somebody had been cruel Some me. weird repressed memory here? Yeah, there would be, yeah. Um, I but- passed out. I had concussion. He talks about the difference between being uh, passed kind. out eating p- boiled potatoes. He talks about the difference between being nice and being kind, and being kind is when it costs you something. Yeah, well, I have heard this that um, that you sh- you should try to see what it feels like. You should try to to do something nice for someone. Um, Without any recognition that like that they that there's no way that they will know who's done it that anyone will know who's done it that you're not doing it for any other reason than how it makes you feel about yourself you know it's not for for f- to be to be thought of better by anyone not else. even that it's just like just to help people out especially right now um, mm. but I, I do admit that, I've seen a lot of quite a difficult like, thing though I mean like, GoFundMe's just yeah. scrolling past and it's just sort of like you can feel quite hopeless looking at those because a lot of them don't reach their goals and they're people that really need help but, but there's so I much can't provide we it. are so geared towards um, being gratified for what we do that that sort of it's it's quite a 
it's quite a temptation if you do something nice to tell someone about it or to be recognized for it. Mm. But yeah. it's actually quite difficult to deliberately do something that somebody else will benefit from without I mean, for instance, we do um <clears throat> quite often do like the uh I don't know what they call it. There's a thing where you you take a little thing from a Christmas tree every December and you you basically it tells you um like the gender and age of a child who um I think is like in foster care not foster care is in is in care of some kind. You basically you buy them a Christmas present and you just take it into the shopping centre. I can't remember what it's called. It's like an anonymous gift sort of thing. But it's for homeless kids, basically. You buy a you buy a gift for a homeless kid. Now that homeless kid's never gonna know who you are. But it's really difficult to do something like that without being seen or without telling anyone about it or you know, it's kind of to separate it from um, but like, I, getting any I benefit have from it yourself. I recently sort of thought to myself, sort of like, well, hold on, because I've, well, A, I've got, mainly it's having a scholarship, um, but also I have, like, my bursary and uh, student loan, which, um, you know, I'm in a position where I have a, I mean, not like lots of money, but a fair amount of money that I'm not likely to actually need to spend on anything. So it's sort of like if I do see one of those GoFundMe's, or I've started like um, doing like joining people's Patreons because it's sort of like, well, I've enjoyed these people's content for a year. I may as well stop mm. just. Well, in essence, that's that's kind of that's passing it on because that's essentially your scholarship and your your bursary stuff is, well, the scholarship specifically is somebody has done that it's philanthropy to benefit you isn't it somebody yeah. has has that and there are these scholarship trusts that are set up quite often in memorial for people that they'll leave in their will um they'll bequeath like a, an annual it's amount not necessarily that to I give to need a, that at some point it's just i don't often spend it so no because we're generous and we let you stay here for for small amounts of money Comparatively, did you ask Nienna to pay rent? <laughs> she moved out when she was sixteen, I think, or seventeen. She moved out when she was the exact same age I am. So Seven, actually, seventeen. Seventeen. It was the beginning of twenty twenty. Yeah, I need a wee. So, anyway, yeah, but she was still at school. She was at college. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, what I mean is, it, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. I, I have no problem with it whatsoever. There's a there's a distinct reason for it, and it's probably highlighting exactly what I was talking about before. Is that you know I wouldn't want to charge you more because you're at the you're at the start of your sort of adult life where that is going to come in handy for you. Yeah, well, point. I have remarked with the sort of savings that I've got. That and, and the fact I might that I brought it up is actually me looking for recognition for helping you out. I might, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I might have been able to like pay off at least a fair chunk of your debts, but I don't think you'd want me to. No. Um, no. But anyway. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't want to feel indebted to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't be I couldn't be annoyed at you when you throw um 
microphone covers up my head when we're setting up recordings. I'd just feel bad. I don't like, like being indebted to people. Given something to you. I don't mind owing. I don't mind owing like banks and stuff, but I don't like owing. I don't like owing <laughs> don't people. I know it. <laughs> I don't like owing people because then I feel like they've got some kind of power over me. Well, whereas I mean, a bank can go exactly, get the fuck. <laughs> well, it, it is the same thing with a bank. Mm, kind of, I suppose. But at the end of the day, I could actually have my debts written off if I want, if I wanted to. Okay. But I would, I would have to declare bankruptcy to do it, and there would be yeah, penal- penalties incurred. But that's exactly having them written off in like a positive way. <laughs> no, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm desperate for a wee. We can have a pause. Okay. Are you going to talk? talk. I, I, I kind of. You, you can say to. cruel things about me while I go. Right. Good. It's all lies. It's all lies. I tell thee. Goodbye. What a cunt. I don't know what I'm going to talk about now. I, I feel like there's some sort of pressure on me to actually be vaguely entertaining, but... Whew. Oh, fuck. I've just... I, it occasionally hits me that um, going back to uh, uni tomorrow and I have a seminar, which I think is, like, pre-recorded, so I could probably not turn up and it would still be okay but there is a live seminar at like 10 a.m which i which is a probably a reasonable time to be up by but like i the past couple of days because i've kind of been slipping uh i've been like up until like 6 a.m um from like the day before and waking up like some point in late afternoon so I'm kind of not used to that sleep cycle, so it's going to be a bit of a shock to my system. Um, but hopefully I'll get into the swing of things. Uh, it's it's just weird that that's tomorrow, and um, yeah, man, I'm not ready, but okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just projecting my insecurities into a microphone because that's 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 the best thing to do on the internet i know i'm lovely aren't i i didn't actually talk about you that much i'm sorry i yeah that was a bit of a bit of a bit of an austin powers moment there (sighs) um i I don't want to know which (laughs) we um I was just thinking, our breaking borders, we probably won't have to find nearly as much material as we think we do if we spend quite as long as we do normally on the news anyway. It's not about finding enough material to fill the time, it's that I don't want to, um, like, uh, uh, brush over some very interesting histories when there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about that, like... Empires that I didn't even knew existed and were like massive at one point. I don't know. 
But mm. indeed. Like, did you know that Lithuania was once the biggest country in Europe? Really? Yeah. It had like a whole like it, it expanded massively in the seventeen hundreds. I think it's seventeen hundreds. Or it might have been the end of like the medieval period. But yeah, it was once like really big. Weird. And now it's sort of like, oh, it's just so similar to the countries around it. Sorry, any Lithuanians watching. There oh, might oh. be. It, Sorry about. <laughs> if I just Got insulted you by saying that it's similar to the countries around it. But um, we would typically think that, I guess. Or probably a fair amount of people well, haven't even heard of Lithuania. Is that one of the three... Baltic states is it Lithuania, Latvia, and I think Estonia? it's the southernmost Lithuania. I always get confused because my geography is shit, as you well know. But I, uh, yeah, I think it's probably I think, better than most people's. But that's not much of a compliment. Are they? Are they like that? Is there like one at the top, one in the middle, and one at the bottom? Because I think of them as going kind of left to right. <laughs> but it's kind of a bit of both. All right, okay. Because it's it's not very neat but yeah I, I really I'm looking forward to traveling when I've got some money I mean it's going to be I know uh, COVID's in place at the moment so I mean it's going to be it's, hopefully that will be um, at least manageable by the time I've got the, enough money to actually travel so <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I the idea of traveling is um, I think it's I think it's a very valuable thing to do don't you know I would love to, at some point, when um, things are a bit more open, travel a bit on my own if I could. But it, it's it's sort of a thing of like you take a year I, out, go backpacking around. Well, there's, there's that, but it's sort of like I struggle to function on my own. So it's sort of like I want all the sort of niceness of existing without having to talk to someone, but without my dysfunctionalist dysfunctionality <laughs> well it's interesting you say that because i mean it's only dysfunctional alongside something else you know it's it's only abnormal to a norm and i reckon most people it's like you saying about um you know you guys reckoning that i have got at least some form of adhd it's like i if if that were the case some people would be looking for some kind of um diagnosis so they can kind of understand it and stuff but at the end of the day it really doesn't matter to me because i'm in the same boat as everyone else i'm just trying to learn to live my life in the way that best suits my personality and mental state and who i am i mean if you have a fairly solid grasp on that already then I guess that's okay because it's sort of like you might find the similar strategies if do, you do have something like that. I do. I do quite possibly. Uh, I mean, I, I would. I would certainly say that I. I only really feel like I'm growing up, if that's the right word. Maybe twenty, twenty-five years later than most people might expect to be thinking that they were would. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's different, and I think you've just got to find the best. Yeah, I mean, that's your best route in life for yourself. I think it, I, I know a lot of people in their twenties that are far more mature than people that I know in their sixties. So the other thing is, I think independence is something that you find that you might be surprised that you have. 
Because if you're always around people that you rely on, it's surprising when you branch out on your own how much you can just get on with things. Because said, I think you have to. It's like well, what's, being what's gay choice? just like ages you twice as fast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, how do you know with nothing to compare it to? Well, it, it's sort of um, is this a uh, TV show Pose, um, which is sort of set in like um, aging in what sense mentally? I guess sort of in like, uh, yeah, I, I guess like in. What you're expected to have to deal with is like the sort of heaviness of the situations that you're having to deal with and your responsibilities to people. And it's like people in the gay community, especially during the 80s and early 90s, there'll be a spectrum. A 40 year old is like elderly in that community because like people don't normally survive that long or at least. Well, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Back then. And they're the sort of idea of i guess sort of parenthood to people who makes people like elton john like a grand wizard or something (laughs) well i mean i get but he's sort of an elder i guess not like in that sort of community even if he is part he was very much at the time back in the 80s i suppose so i'm more thinking about like the new york community but he would have been probably part of the la scene yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I know mixed in a lot of the same circles as Freddie Mercury at the time. But it's a very different sort of class there as well, even within communities like that. Mm. Anyway, that's. I mean, I guess it's sort of tangentially related to cruelness, but what were we talking about? I don't know. Uh, we, sh- I mean, we don't have to reach two hours. We could be winding up soon because we've both got lectures at ten o'clock in the morning. I've got to be up at eight o'clock. You wanted me to wake you up, by the way. Perhaps I shouldn't do this on podcast. Um, well, I'm not sure. I, I was talking to myself, sort of, uh, to the microphone. You're going to um, try and keep the podcast going, aren't you? I think it is sort of pre-recorded, but it's something what, that the podcast? They, no, the seminar, they're doing like a live thing, and I'm not they sure. might have I a pre-recorded. We've got version. a lecture that's. Um, I'm not sure if ours is pre-recorded because I generally find I deal with the pre-recorded stuff a lot better because I can pause it and take notes. Um, yeah, and I'm not really used to doing that at the pace someone would be talking. I don't even. I don't. I've, see, I, I'm I'm a shit student in terms of what you're supposed to do. I very rarely take notes. Well, um, in one of my courses at the very start, they were like, "You're gonna have to remember this, so please take notes and like learn them because we aren't gonna like hold your hand through this. Like, you're just gonna have to remember this." Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, is there anything uh, I've I mean, this I think you could I think you could get disturbingly into the subject of cruelty. I mean, talking about things like the Jamie Bulger case and stuff like that. But I just I don't feel in the mood for kind of delving into the darker aspects of humanity and mental illness and and people, you know, things like um, Rose West and 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 serial killers and stuff like that. That whole kind of the 
the aspect of cruelty that's seen as mental illness or psychopathic kind of tendencies. I think there's quite a weird tendency, especially I find this in like um, like crime dramas and stuff to sort of cast off um, any act like that as, oh, this is clearly the result of a damaged mind. It's like only a really sick person could do this. And it's like, well, hold on. In actual reality, I mean, sure, there's outliers, but as far as I know, most people with mental illnesses are far more likely to be abused than actually become abusers. Plus, well, be the, the, well, the mental illnesses and trauma an might be like result of abuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot more cruelty that's kind of a byproduct or an accepted kind of necessity of society than those cases where people actually enjoy seeing other people suffering in in, in actual pain. Like there's healthy ways to do that. Well, people do get a kick out of things like um, what they call torture porn, like Saw and Hostel and, you know, horror films that... that I mean, I didn't mean that, but like... Get entertained, but people do get a thrill from that. So it is an aspect of humanity that has a place within the psyche. But it's I maybe mean, maladjusted when really people like, get what, it out. But really, what's going on there is sort of uh, sort of high on a power dynamic. Yeah, but it's an aspect. It is an aspect of the human condition that there are some people don't feel comfortable with it and it's interesting actually to think about that the people that don't feel comfortable with seeing people tortured for entertainment well i mean we know it's an act we know it's special effects but i mean there obviously there are people who like maybe on the dark web actually look for the real stuff but there are there's a broad section of our of our society which enjoy that kind of horror that's put on you know, that's that's special effects. Well, it, it, it's sort of tension. It's like they don't actually enjoy, like, the violence of it, but they enjoy the sort of thrill of the tension. Mm. And it's sort of in the same way, it's sort of like um, you enjoy the fear that you feel going up after the fact quite often, but you enjoy the sort of fear. and the fr- It's kind of just tricking your brain into releasing certain chemicals mm. which make you feel kind of happy. That's it, all it is really, isn't it? It's like a, yeah. it's adrenaline and um, what, what is it? Um, dopamine and... Weird fucked up chemistry experiments. That are, I, I mean, if you do them in a healthy, controlled way, then it's fine. It's sort of like, I think you were saying earlier about like, <laughs> Oh, there are people that enjoy seeing people getting hurt. It's like, yeah, and plenty of them is like can do that in a perfectly healthy way with people that what? also enjoy getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What blows my mind is that all of this is part of an evolving universe that we are all just small parts of a collection of matter and energy, which has organised itself into these individual beings. Uh-oh. that do these things to each other. <laughs> there was a bit of a weird discussion last night on one of the um, forums I'm in. Um, 
It's not really particularly related to cruelty, but just about well, like... Well, the forum that you're in is not particularly related to cruelty. No, um, <laughs> neither is the topic, but it's, it's just Honest. about like existential weirdness. And um, there's a website uh, called the Library of Babel, um, which essentially has every possible combination of, I think it's like somewhere over 3,000 characters in this virtual library, mm. which makes up like um, 10 to the 447 books or something. Right. Which means that everything of that length that has ever been written or ever will be written has already been written at least in English and with like your standard alphabet with no numbers. <laughs> but it, it it's just this weird thing of like that's already just been randomly written. That's that's a bit like that's just like a kind of an electronic version of the monkeys on typewriters, right? In yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just this sort of kind of. I mean, it, it doesn't really the, mean. I remember anything. you saying that was the infinite monkey cage concept. Is that what you? Is that the same thing? I think that's where that. Yeah. Um, idea comes from because yeah. um infinite monkeys on infinite typewriters would have to exist in the infinite monkey cage yeah yeah mm. without you remember, your trousers did you, did you ever did you ever hear the episode where they were talking about what kind of infinity though are we talking about something that's infinitely wide because it could be infinitely wide but still be only like two feet tall so they're having to stoop all the time I, d- I don't remember <laughs> that, but yeah, that is another good podcast that you should not listen to instead of this, but along with this. <laughs> it's considerably shorter normally. Yeah, well, because it's radio. Although the actual podcast version is usually a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shall we finish? Yeah, probably. I feel like you and me are... That's not a sentence. No, it's not. I feel like we're kind of tapering. Yeah. We've kept below two hours. There's hope for us. Ah, we... Well, we haven't <laughs> finished yet, but... <laughs> we won't keep below two hours by the time we get to the outro. I'm sure of it. Because I will um, filibuster this podcast. Gerrymandering is a thing. It's actually a thing. I mean, in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. No. Is no. Surprising. No, it's not surprising. But I didn't. Uh, it's just something that popped into my head that they that their Tories are um, again reducing the number of seats that the SNP have in Westminster. I mean, I think it's technically more proportional, but what would be far more proportional is actually introducing proportional representation, which would, I mean, effectively solve like a lot of problems. Okay, let's stop. <laughs> let's stop being cruel to the audience. No, but like, there should definitely be proportional representation. It's stupid that we don't have that yet. Does that mean basically that, because it doesn't see, benefit the two big parties? Yeah, but that would mean I get more representation than you because I'm fatter. I mean, I don't think we control the, you control that much more area because I'm ever so slightly taller. I don't think it makes up the weight though, right, the then. mass. Okay, I have more gravitational pull. Oh, well, if we start going by that, then like the Tories and all the gammons will get far more <laughs> votes. <laughs> 
Basically, what I'm saying is all Tories are fat wankers. Or did we just invent gravity <laughs> politics? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Let's finish the podcast. Because my brain might explode. <laughs> or implode, depending on your political persuasion. I don't... What? <laughs> exactly. Ah. <laughs> Therapist reacts to Inside Out. Or... Um, you know, Tories would get more proportional representation over the thickness of their fucking skulls. <sighs> Do you think I pissed off the Tories that listen to us now? I don't. I hope there are none. If you are a Tory, I'm please stop voting for the Tories because they're fucking murderers. A Tory in my wedding band. Yeah, but. Do they really? Yeah, count? but I mean, the thing is, according to the definitions that we've laid down and the opinions that we've outlined, it doesn't matter who gets into power. The fact that they've got into power makes them a cunt. Yeah, but there's varying degrees of cunt. It's yeah, like... I know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm thinking about all different. Yeah, okay. Let's finish the podcast. Well, like a utilitarian outcome of how much of a cunt they are as well. It's like they might be a definitively <laughs> completely evil person, the wrong image in my head there. But like they're okay enough that like they're slightly better than the other guy. I was thinking about various different and cunts and you started talking about a utilitarian guy. outcome. <laughs> horny philosophy hours. <sighs> Gravity cunt politics. To be fair, I think most philosophy would be better if it was just a little bit more. Is that word offensive to some people? Do you think any of our 20 listeners. What? Cunt. Do you think people, any of our 20 listeners don't like the word cunt? Oh, I think it's uh, it's got way more weight in America because it's sort of. It's the way that it's used. When you say weight, is it less. Is it more offensive over there? Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's they, not like a I think, do you know thing. it's the opposite way around for wanker, isn't it? They say wanker just like off the cuff, but here they d- don't really say it. It's a very British thing to say wanker. I think it doesn't really kind of. Oh well, whatever. Um, yeah, let's finish. Um, but yeah, I think wanks a very British term. <laughs> let's finish. And it's let's finish. <laughs> You just decided this is what the podcast is. Finish. <laughs> Let's Swedish. Let's Norwegian. Let's Danish. Oh. How do you ever have a Danish? Lithuanian. Oh, the fucking Danish is at um Caribbean Beach Resort. I have a breakfast. They were something else. <laughs> anyway, um, carry on. That was over two years ago. Oh, scary, <laughs> isn't it? I'm still paying. <laughs> anyway, yes. Less now. Um, we should wrap up because um, you're a cruel piece of shit. That's eleven o'clock, and we have a. Both, anyway, we both have a lecture in uh, eleven hours. Anyway, ah, oh, spaced. Did we finish spaced? Uh, no. Anyway. I have been Fireball. I have been the Orbiter. And uh, this has been Breaking Ball, episode 77. Cruelty. Bye bye, knobheads. Bye.
Yeah. Fuck off, you wankers, you piece of shit, you fucking cunt wanks. Don't be cruel. Oh, I thought that was the point. What if one of our listeners... See, if we get one less listener now, I'm going to assume they've committed suicide because you were cruel to them. Good. (laughs) Please, that is not legally binding. I do not want you to commit suicide. No, don't. Um, Seek help if you need it. We're here. (laughs) If we're any use to anyone. Please do not seek help with us. We are not qualified. We are helpless. Anyway. How do I escape from this nightmare of existence? You press the stop button on the recording. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.